I've done a lot of camping in northern Michigan with my dad. My grandma had a lake house up there, and my family would use it a lot in the summer. Once we got to the lake house, we would organize the equipment we would need for a couple days camping trip and load up our frame packs. My mom would stay at the house and hang out with grandma. We would put our mountain bikes in the back of the truck and head off to one of the state forests. We would usually look for a random dirt road that looked good to us and drive into the woods. We'd find a place to park and then unload our bikes and make our way toward a stream. Then we'd set up camp in whatever clearing we could find. We usually never went more than 10 miles from the truck. This one time we came across an old foundation of a house. We assumed it was for a house, but there was no real road around for miles. It was right on a stream. It was made of these real old-style bricks that you really don't see anymore. And there was a little wooden shack around 20 feet or so from the foundation. It was only 4 or 5 feet tall. There were all these old rusty guns in there. And a lot of equipment like fishing poles and snowshoes and stuff. They looked like they hadn't been used in a very long time and had just been abandoned. We set up our tents upstream from there, maybe like 50 feet away. We caught a few trout and cooked them for dinner on our Coleman stove we had. I remember it being so incredibly dark. There was no light pollution at all. My dad showed me so many things in that night sky. Before we could go to sleep, we made sure to secure all of our food from any possible bears, or any other animals for that matter. We tied up the food in bundles and hung it about 15 feet or so in the air over a branch. Then we got ourselves secured in the tent and laid down and listened to the bullfrogs. I was almost asleep when I heard my dad startle and sit up. The bullfrogs weren't singing anymore. It had gone completely quiet except for some grunting and huffing sounds coming from across the stream. Now my dad was a pretty avid hunter and he said it was probably a deer or an elk or possibly a bear. We had seen all of those things before on our trips. My dad didn't think it was too close to us, since the sound carries pretty far. We kept hearing it throughout the night, off and on. But the sound started getting more like heavy growls, along with deep huffing and grunting. Every once in a while, there'd be a loud howl. And sometimes, the howl would escalate to a really blood-curdling level of loudness. To me, it sounded extra strange and not familiar. My dad loaded up his 20-gauge shotgun and I got my small game one ready to go, just in case. I'd been practicing a lot with it, but this was the first time I'd brought it on a trip. I felt apprehensive, but kind of excited. I guess we eventually fell asleep for the night. When we woke up, it was quiet, but there was this stench like rotting meat in the air, kind of like a dead animal. We figured maybe an animal had died or we could smell it on the wind. We'd encountered coyote kills sometimes in the past. It smelled similar, so we really didn't think much of it. It was extra early in the morning, right about sunrise. We got out of the tent, and there was this loud sound of flies. My dad thought maybe there were flies around our food bags hanging in the tree. He walked over to the food and stopped dead in his tracks. About 10 or 15 feet behind our tent was a big chunk of a deer carcass. The flies were going to town on it. Then about 20 more feet away, next to the stream, we see something hunkered over, feasting on something. I swear it had a man-like body, but with a head of a canine. To me, it looked like what I'd imagine a werewolf to look like. I guess it sensed us, because it stood up on its back legs and turned around. 
I've never been so scared in my life. It had to be at least seven feet tall. It looked directly at us, and then it bared its teeth. It had a huge mane of fur around its neck, and it was gripping a big chunk of meat in its claws. The snout looked like a wolf's snout. I wanted to run, but something told me that that wouldn't be a good idea. The thing took one step toward us. My dad lifted his gun and pointed it. The thing paused and seemed to know that it didn't have a chance against a firearm. Then my dad whispers to me to walk backwards towards the tent. I felt paralyzed, but I finally managed to move. My dad fired off a warning shot and the thing took off running so fast. We hauled ass back to our bikes and left. We all left our stuff behind. It wasn't worth it taking a chance on packing it up. We got to the truck and drove to the ranger station to report it. I just remember the guy looking at me, then my dad, and then shaking his head slowly. You could tell he was spooked, but he didn't know what to say. We never did find out what the hell it was. That was years ago, and we still talk about it. We tend to camp in less remote spots now, though. Hi Donovan, I had this weird encounter back when I was a lot younger and was just a free spirit looking for adventure. I've never been able to find an explanation for it. I figured this was as good a place as any to put it out there. I used to love going out solo camping. This one time I camped out at Rio Grande Gorge in New Mexico. There's no human activity at night, but during the day Manby Hot Springs is pretty busy. I had gone to the springs, then I had spent the day wandering around to the west rim of the gorge. I had just gotten back to my campsite, which was close to the Rio Grande River. I got my camping stove lit and boiled some water from my ramen and was watching the sunset over the rim of the gorge. After eating, I was about to nod off, but I got the feeling that I wasn't alone. I figured I was being paranoid, so I just stayed there half asleep. Being October, it was pretty chilly in the air after the sun went down, so I was bundled up in a down bag and had a hoodie on. I had no tent. I was just cowboy camping. I think I remember feeling a wet nose against my cheek first, before I felt claws on my thighs. Two badgers had crawled onto my lap and were checking me out. Badgers are fine from a distance, but up close at night, they were terrifying. I jumped up and they just looked back at me. Those little bastards wouldn't leave. So I started scooping water out of the river and throwing it at them. This made me cold and I think it amused them more than it scared them away. But they didn't get any closer after that. So I decided I didn't care. Still though, I had a bit of fright and my imagination was going a bit crazy so sleep was not going to happen. They backed off and I got back into my bag and leaned against a rock, trying to fall asleep. It was really late, but I was tired from hiking all day, and I really didn't want to stay up all night dealing with critters. I was trying to settle myself down when I noticed a faint blue glow coming from somewhere far up the gorge. The blue glow got much brighter over a short span of time, and seemed to be accompanied by this low buzzing sound. It was a weird blue, not white blue like moonlight, but bright blue like emergency lights. It was kind of like the color when you're underwater swimming in a pool at night. I was pretty interested by this point and already freaked out by the badgers, but I brushed it off. The glow seemed to be slowly getting closer and the buzzing was getting louder. The blue never got any brighter, but it seemed to get clearer 
It's hard to describe because what happens next dominates my memory of the next several minutes so strongly that I'm not sure what happened right before it came around the bend in the gorge. What I saw was a wall of blue light moving between each of the walls of the gorge, but I couldn't tell if it ended with the river water or extended into the river. The buzzing was definitely coming from the wall of blue light, or slightly above it. I had no clue what was happening, but I had a feeling that I should get out of the gorge before it got much closer. I grabbed my gear and threw everything into my backpack, and went along the river until I got to the bridge across the river. I had no car because a friend had driven me up from Albuquerque and dropped me off. I got to the bridge and there was this old man on a horse. He was wearing a black cowboy hat and a poncho. He was just parked there on his horse looking north, looking at the wall of light. I yelled out, hey, but I got no response from him. I started to run along the road to the east, along the river, hopefully to get somewhere more normal. The buzzing was getting louder. I looked back and I was only about 20 yards away from the bridge. It had seemed like I'd been going for much longer. The man on the horseback finally looked at me. Our eyes met. I felt really freaked out. I felt like I was not supposed to be there. I started walking backward, keeping my eyes on the bridge. The wall of light had kind of gone around the corner to where the canyons intersected. I couldn't exactly see it directly anymore. I was fixated on this old man on horseback and trying to fight my urge to turn my back to him and run away as fast as I could. I saw him raise a hand and hold his palm out to the light. It stopped immediately. The buzz faded away, and the stream of blue light shot up into the sky. I looked back, and the old guy had disappeared. I mean, is it possible that he just galloped out of there on his horse and shot up the steep canyon on the other side of the bridge? But that seems unlikely. It was like he just disappeared into thin air. I walked about five miles that night and finally hitched a ride back into town and checked myself into a motel in the early morning. I don't know what I saw that night. I don't really believe in UFOs or supernatural stuff, but that was incredibly surreal. I grew up in a small town in northeastern Kentucky. We lived close to a forest, which was good for me because I was a kid who needed to be outside a lot. In those days, parents weren't so afraid to let their kids go exploring alone. I spent a lot of my days in that forest. I can still remember which were the best trees for climbing, and I got to know a lot of different types of birds in that area. I was around 12 years old, and I was spending a whole lot of afternoons in the forest. Sometimes I would go exploring with my best friend, but the day I'm talking about, I was alone. There was a hill behind our house that was pretty steep, and there was an old orchard up there that my grandpa had planted back in the day. I would walk to the top of the hill and get a view of the boundary of the woods, and I would pick a spot where I wanted to walk in. I never really went far, but that day I decided I wanted to go further. I wasn't carrying much with me, and I hadn't told my mother I was going anywhere far. I always felt plenty safe in the woods, even though there were some black bears in the area. It was a little late in the day, but I was feeling free like I was Huck Finn or something. I was just whistling down the trail, not paying much attention to anything. I must have gotten about an hour walking distance from home. It was a little later than I thought, and the sun was starting to set, and I was getting hungry. So I decided to go off the main path and take a faint trail that seemed like it would be a shortcut. 
but it started getting dark fast, and I was wandering in the twilight, and the surroundings didn't look familiar to me at all. I started to feel uncomfortable and got jumpy whenever I would hear a branch crack. It didn't take me long to realize I was pretty much lost. I started to feel panicky and I couldn't fight down the adrenaline. My instinct was to start running, but I forced myself to focus and try to get my bearings. It started to feel hopeless, though. I had no idea where I was. I started to walk around aimlessly, hoping to find the main trail. After what seemed a long time, I looked ahead and I saw this small figure standing about 30 feet in front of me. The size of the figure told my brain that it must be a small child. But as I started walking toward it, I saw it had a long slender neck and really pale scaly skin. The eyes that were looking at me were deep red. The figure turned and ran off. In my state of mind, I was convinced it was just a small child. Maybe an albino or something. I was desperate to get home, so I chased after it, hoping that they would lead me out of the forest. One minute I was running, and the next minute the ground under me disappeared. I had this horrible feeling of falling. It felt like a nightmare where everything was happening in slow motion. Then I landed and just laid there in pain for a while. I finally got myself together and opened my eyes. It took a bit for them to adjust to the darkness of the cave. It was really dark, but then I saw a pair of eyes staring at me. They were just a few inches from my face. I scrambled backwards until I hit something that felt like the wall of a cave. Then, behind the thing with the eyes, a fire suddenly lit. The light filled the space, and I saw that the cave seemed to stretch back for an infinite distance. And there were dozens of eyes looking at me. Well, I thought they were eyes, but I realized they were just hollow eye sockets staring out of skulls. And the mouths of the skulls were hanging open like they were gaping at me. I just stared at them. I wasn't able to move or scream. I could hardly breathe. I closed my eyes and opened them again, hoping that I was just imagining things. But they were still there. It looked like they were starting to move, but then I realized the flames flickering were just making it look like that. But I was in a real panic and felt like they had all come a step closer to me, and I felt totally surrounded. There was no sound. Even the fire was silent. I started feeling dizzy and thought things were grabbing at my hair and clothes. I was trying to fight the fear, but I felt paralyzed. And then I guess I just passed out. When I opened my eyes, I was laying on the forest floor in a place that I recognized. Not too far from my house. I jumped up and ran home like a maniac. I had no memory about how I'd gotten back out of the cave. My parents questioned me since I was obviously traumatized. I couldn't bring myself to say anything except for that I'd fallen into a pit and it had freaked me out. I tried to forget about it, but I kept dreaming about those eyes staring at me. And I swear one night when I woke up, I saw the face of that child looking at me through my window. But somehow I could tell that she was dead. To this day, I still don't know what I stumbled into. Some kind of haunted mass grave, maybe. It took a very long time before I ever went into the woods again. And I never went alone. And I always came back before dark. 